everyone and welcome to this edition of House Collective Radio on KCUM 89.3 FM Lincoln and KCUM HD. My name is Dinora Garcia and I'm so happy to be with you today and to be part of Chaos Collective Radio which is a program created to highlight the great work done by many of Lincoln's nonprofits who are members of Chaos Collective. You can learn more about Chaos Collective and how we help our members better serve that community by visiting our website at www.chaoscollectivelincoln.org also be able to sign up for or free community newsletter. Just get there and click the button on the top right of our homepage. But today we are, we will have a great conversation with Lori Herdell. She is an executive director of Legal ID of Nebraska. Thank you for being here, Lori. You know, we are so happy to talk about this wonderful agency. Please tell us about Legal ID of Nebraska mission and how your agency serves our community every day. Well, thank you so much, Denora, for having me today. I greatly appreciate it. And I appreciate this ability to chat with you a little bit about Legal Aid, who we are and what we do. So let me just get started. I'll give you a little bit of information about really the mission and the history of Legal Aid. So <clears throat> Legal Aid of Nebraska is the statewide nonprofit civil legal service provider for low-income people of Nebraska. And that's approximately 300,000 people in this state. So I like to say that we're the law firm for 300,000 people in this state, but the reality is, is you know, given uh, resources and, and capacity, we can't possibly serve all of those folks who need our help. But we do have a mission, uh, and that mission is to promote justice, dignity, hope, and self-sufficiency through quality legal aid uh, for those who have nowhere else to turn. And so a little bit about the history of us. Um, Legal Aid was actually founded in the 1960s as a part of President uh, Johnson's War on Poverty. Um, and then in 1974, the Legal Services Corporation was created and they provided federal funding essentially to sustain our organization. Legal Aid really began as three separate organizations. And there's quite a bit of history behind this, and I'm not gonna go into all of it because I don't have time for that. But essentially we started as three organizations, uh, the Omaha Legal Aid Society, um, the Lincoln Legal Aid Society, and then the Western Nebraska Legal Services. And then these um, three entities essentially merged in 2000, the year 2000, to create what is now um, Legal Aid of Nebraska. And so we uh, serve all 93 counties in Nebraska. We have seven offices across the state, um, and those offices are in Omaha, Lincoln, Grand Island, North Platte, Norfolk, Bancroft, and Scotts Bluff. And um, thinking about the dates here, I just wanted to do a big shout out. Uh, this year is a big year for us. It's a celebratory year. We're turning 60 years old uh, this year. And so we are going to have an anniversary gala, uh, likely in October, September or October um, of this year. And so, you know, stay tuned to our social media. We'll have all sorts of information, posts and whatnot um, about the, the big celebration that's to come. 
This is so amazing. 16 years, you know, celebrating, helping people and be part of this um, amazing, uh, you know, estate in, uh, of Nebraska who always we look for others. Please tell me about, a little bit more about your programs and the services that you have for, for people here in, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Absolutely. Thanks to Nora for giving me this opportunity. Um, we have a lot and I'm going to try to keep this as short as I can because I know our time is limited. But again, I want to stress that we're a statewide organization and we provide civil legal services, no criminal work um, for the most part, but uh, we do have an exception to that. Our Native American program does do a little bit of criminal work, but we otherwise are here for civil legal issues. Um, and we essentially have four main um, priority areas. And the first one is children and families. And that one, it can include divorce, custody, child support, um, protection orders, uh, domestic abuse, and really even financial exploitation of elders. Um, and then the next priority area is debt and finance. And that typically includes debt collection work, wage and bank garnishments, um, tax and medical debt, student loan debt, bankruptcy, um, you name it. And then the third priority area is housing. And that's been a big one for us the last few years through COVID. Um, and that essentially includes evictions, foreclosures, um, unsafe living conditions, um, in, basically in rental units and utility shutoffs and, and, you know, obviously a risk of shutoff. And then our fourth uh, priority area is income and benefits, which typically includes disability benefits, public assistance denials. And when we say public assistance, I mean like TANF, uh, SNAP, Medicaid, um, and it also includes unemployment benefits. Um, in addition to these four program priority areas, we have several other programs and projects that do specialized work uh, to help people in our state who are typically hard to reach or um, you know, otherwise unable to get assistance. And so in Lincoln, for example, we have our juvenile justice project, um, which really has been operating for more than three decades through a contract we have with Lancaster County to represent um, families, you know, either parents or children in juvenile court cases. And then we also have our project called Uplift, um, and it's really a community lawyering project, again, here in Lincoln. Um, and through that project, we're, we're collaborating with three local community centers. So those are the Good Neighbor Center, the Asian Community and Culture Center, and then um, El Centro de las Americas to educate and provide um, legal services on our four priority areas to members of, you know, members of the community center. So. so we do more than that. I, I promised I'd keep that short. So for a full list of our services, you can find those on our website at LegalAidOfNebraska.org. This is such a huge, huge work. Like it's not just one person. I'm very sure you have many people over there that is passionate about helping people to, to promote justice and help the ones who, who is very difficult to find this kind of, of services. So how do you guys connect since the first call, the, the, the first, you know, application when you, when you talk with your clients, how all the operation systems, um, you know, work with also with the people who is uh, who, who is part of uh, legal aid who is passionate about justice. 
Sure. Well, people can connect to us to, you know, basically from a variety of different ways, Denora. Um, I mean, obviously we're on all social media networks. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, we have a very robust website at legalaidofnebraska.org where it basically outlines all of the services we provide, who we're able to provide assistance to and when to apply for services. And so we have what's called a statewide access line or centralized intake unit. And that's the general front door to our services, right? So anybody who wants free legal services from legal aid would contact one of our hotlines. We have a variety of different hotlines that serve different clientele. Um, so if folks go to our website, they can find the different hotlines that we have and the phone numbers for those hotlines and the hours of operation for those hotlines. Um, we have both an incoming call hotline and a callback, basically a callback component or a callback center. So folks who are calling in um, might be able to get their application processed right then and there at the time that they call. For other folks, it may work better that they start that initial contact, but then we call them back later to finish that application. Sometimes applications take some time, um, but we also have a, an online component. So for folks who would rather apply online for services, they can do that through our website as well. Um, and that process includes a variety. It's, it's what we call a triage process. It includes a variety of things. Not only does it walk people through an application for services with us, but if they have a legal issue that could potentially be resolved on their own through a court form um, that might be available to them, that that system will help them identify what court form might be available to them um, and either walk them through that form um, so that they can complete it through that process or it will point them in the direction to where the form can be found and they can go to that form um, and complete it separately. So, and then once an individual applies for services, um, those applications can be routed to one of our various offices programs, projects to have a further assessment done um, and, and may end up being represented by an attorney in court. Um, for other folks, it may be that legal advice um, and, and guidance really helps them solve their problems. So they may receive advice, you know, through the access line or they may receive information through the online application portal. Um, and for other folks who maybe have an issue that could be resolved um, on their own, but they might need a little more guidance or a little more help. Um, we have what's called some access to justice centers in different parts um, of the state through our different offices. And so folks might be routed to a clinic um, or just you know to, to walk in and present their question there at the access to justice center and have an attorney sit with them and talk through the, the legal issue and the problem and help them resolve it on their own. So, a variety of different ways to contact us, a variety of different service methods available. It just really depends upon the legal issue the person is facing. Um, I mean, really our goal is to basically provide the best level of service we can for the different types of issues that are coming to us. So, and that takes, you know, like I, I mentioned, a variety of different pathways or doors and a variety of different um, service delivery models to make that happen. 
16 years is a lot and came with a lot of experience and, you know, and ways to do things. You are talking about um, amazing logistic and how we can serve every day better, you know, or people. I want to ask you, what is the hardest part of your job? What what are the successes? Do you have any story about, you know, any successes of, of Legal ID of Nebraska? working with with yes. agencies? Yes. Well, uh, let me, I'll talk for just a moment about some successes, um, maybe even some misconceptions. So some challenges to, uh, you know, challenges we face. Um, and then I could talk a, a little bit about the clients we serve and maybe give you a good story. So let's start with successes. So, uh, you know, really every single day, if we can help just one client stay in their home or um, be relieved from a garnishment or get access to a public benefit they were denied, you know, that in and of itself is an amazing success. And in 2021, um, we served more than 9,000 individuals and created an economic impact of almost $11 million across the state for our clients. That's huge. Um, that economic impact includes, you know, basically increasing their income and assets and decreasing their debt. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned, another great success for us is this year. We are celebrating 60 years uh, and we will have a gala. Yeah, 60 years of making equal justice happen for our community. And so really, I think that's a testament um, to how important our organization is to our community, how important we are to the individuals we serve and, and really what that means for the folks that we're serving. We, we have lots of plans in place uh, for the celebration. So again, stay tuned for uh, to our social media for updates there. Um, I, I, I want to just mention briefly that, you know, we do have a lot of successes and I could go on and on about those, but we do, there are, are you know, some challenges and some misconceptions, um, you know, obviously a challenge that we face that every other nonprofit I, I think faces, right, is funding. Funding is is always an issue. Um, it's it's always a problem for it seems or a challenge for nonprofits. You know, we constantly strive to expand and diversify our funding streams so that we can um, really strengthen and grow our programs and extend our reach. Right, that's the goal: extend the reach, um, improve overall access to justice, and so. Most recently with the extreme increase in inflation and the cost of living, um, ensuring competitive salaries has been a huge challenge. And so that's something we're working on to overcome this year. And, you know, really having the capacity to help everyone who needs our services is another significant challenge. I talked a little bit about that at the beginning, you know, being the law firm for basically 300,000 people in this state is no small feat. Um, and all of, you know, all of that is tied to funding. Um, and, and so it's just something that's always on the forefront. Um, you know, we, we have to continue to expand and diversify our funding sources in, in order um, to, to really expand that access to justice. Um, on that note, I just wanted to, you know, talk for a second about misconceptions. Um, and we hear this a lot. And so it's something I want to kind of demystify for folks, but it's it's the biggest mix, misconception really is about our clients. Um, there are people who really think that our clients just don't wanna work, right? They don't wanna work and they wanna live off the system. And that's just not true. Uh, you know, 
I've spent the last number of years in the courthouse working directly with our clients. And most of them are either working, they're the working poor, or they are disabled and receiving disability benefits. You know, so we work with these incredibly tenacious people every single day, and we see how hard they work just to simply get by. Um, you know, something like as simple as a blown tire or an unexpected expense can trigger a snowball effect um, that just creates chaos in their lives and could leave them incomeless or homeless. Um, so it's it's something for us to continue thinking about when, when we think about, you know, who are the people we're serving um, during COVID? The majority of these people we were serving were really, I mean, categorized as essential workers. Uh, you know, they were grocery store cashiers, gas station attendants, fast food workers, legal aid. Really, you know, I mean, our job is to serve these people. It's it's to uplift them when something bad happens and they have nowhere else to turn. And so, we really do have the power to change the trajectory of someone's life, and we take that duty very seriously. Um. I, I did want to mention a good story before we run out of time, if I may. Um, it's, thank you. Thank you. It, it really, I, I'm going to tell this story because it really illustrates the power of having an attorney, what it means for a low income individual to have an attorney by their side when they're facing a critical legal issue. Um, and you know how really how having free legal services for marginalized Nebraskans is really a game changer. So um, early on in my career, I had a client. Her name was Christy. I'm calling her Christy. That's not her real name, but um, to to preserve our confidentiality, I'm going to call her Christy. Christy was a victim of domestic violence. Um, I again, I met her early on in my career. She was married. She was married to a gentleman who was incredibly abusive to her, and that abuse started when early on in their relationship, long you know, long before they decided to marry. But they married anyway, um, and she had a couple children by her husband. And when when I met Christy, one of the children was in elementary school. I think it was kindergarten. I know it's been a long time ago, but I you know, say kindergarten, first grade. And the child was really, really struggling in school. I mean, to a point where weren't sure if the child was going to be able to stay in school. And so Christy would come to my office many times. She came to my office many times within the first year or so of meeting her. And it seems like every single time she came to my office, she either had a bruise or she might, um, you know, a black eye. I think one time she had a broken bone. I mean, she was in pain. I mean, she. I, every time she came to my office, there was something almost something physically wrong with her as a result of abuse she was experiencing from her husband. Um, this led to depression. She was basically clinically depressed is what we learned. She could not keep her job. Every time she got a job, he would follow her. He would make it difficult for her. He would contact her employers and just all sorts of crazy things. So she lost her job. She kept losing jobs. She couldn't keep a job. Um, and, you know, and all of this just really led to her struggling to raise her children. And so thankfully, legal aid was there. Legal aid helped her get divorced and get custody of those kids. Um, you know, she, her, she and her children went through counseling. 
And it was really amazing to Nora in, in, in a short period of time. I mean, we're talking maybe a year or so. Christy was able to get and keep a job. She got child support. Um, and so she was able to support her kids. She was her her uh, child that was in elementary school was no longer struggling. I mean, ultimately, through this work of legal aid, they found safety, they found stability, and they were once again thriving as a family unit. So it took getting divorced from her abusive spouse to turn her life around. And, and that to me illustrates really the power, the power of having an attorney in, in you know, and, and access to our justice system for low income people in Nebraska. I really feel your passion and I'm very sure you, your team is, is have the same passion and you know try to to give a little drop of hope to too many families too many women too many people who feel like their case doesn't have a solution but it's a solution and also in this beautiful state when uh, we have uh, agencies who are working for people um we can we can get together and, and continue doing you know bringing this you know, breaking the bridge and, and, and bring the help that we need. Please tell me what, are, what is, uh, what legal Nebraska, how is the way to help legal Nebraska, you know, volunteers and helping with the treasure, helping with, with, um, you know, with their time. So please tell, tell us some ideas of how we can support you in this mission. Absolutely. Thank you. We, we need volunteers desperately. <laughs> um, honestly, we use we use volunteers in a variety of ways, Denora. Um, but the biggest need always is attorney volunteers, um, and we love to have their help primarily um, with our legal clinics that we host. And we host legal clinics both in person and virtually. In person, they're generally in Omaha and Lincoln, um, but virtually they're throughout the state and we use a, a virtual platform very similar to Zoom um, so that they can meet their clients face-to-face, -face, albeit virtually, and work with them through that, that system. Um, but the legal clinics are, they're a wonderful way for lawyers to get involved because they're very short in duration. I mean, we're talking, you know, typically two to three hours and they require minimal training. And we provide the comprehensive training they need to do this work and do it really well. And, and most often that training is really gonna include court forms um, and documents that they are gonna sit with the client and go over and prepare for the either the client to file in court um, and then follow through a process through written instructions that we provide or for us, oftentimes we'll file the documents on their behalf. Um, but then these folks are able to go to court on their own and represent themselves basically with some instructions and a script that we provide them. So um, attorneys always needed and we do, you, you can figure out how to, how to, connect to us and volunteer through our website. Again, at legalaidofnebraska.org, we have um, a button on there for volunteers so they can just click on that button. Um, we also use non-attorney volunteers, uh, believe it or not. Um, and those tasks you know, can span anywhere from data entry to administrative work to um, 
you know, attending outreach events where we're attempting to educate the public about our organization and services we provide. Um, we provide comprehensive training for that as well. So, you know, it's not something they need to worry about preparing themselves for before they come to us. They come and they'll receive it, you know, whether that be on site or virtually, but it's it's it covers what they need to know in order to do the job well. And so for those folks as well, they can find those volunteer opportunities on our website at legalaidofnebraska.org. Click on the volunteer button. How we can help, you know, if people want to donate, you guys have a staff for this year and we are so excited about, about it. So please tell us. Yes, yes, we are so excited. And we do have a donate button prominently displayed on our website at legalaidofnebraska.org. And so people can click on that um, to donate right through um, through the, the website. But there's other ways. I mean, if people are concerned about the security of that or whatnot, they can, you know, just as easily drop a check in the mail to our office in the uh, in Omaha. Uh, or any one of our offices, frankly, but our administrative office exists in Omaha. Um, you know, and we have giving events throughout the year, um, statewide, so folks can give during those giving events. Those are wonderful because funds that are given are matched typically by a local foundation. Um, and so that just, <laughs> it's like the icing on the cake. Um, so lots of ways to give, um, but the easiest is probably going to our website and clicking on the donate button. Lori, what, what did you learn as a result of doing this work? And if it's one thing that you want people to know about Legal Aid of Nebraska, what will be? Okay, well, I have to tell you, Denora, you know, I've been at Legal Aid for about, I mean, combined 16 years the first time and I'm back. And what I've learned is, um, you know, there's just a lot of systemic racism in our country and I've learned somewhat what it's like for people living in chronic poverty. You know, I've also learned that low income people and particularly people of color are disproportionately impacted by things in our lives, such as natural disasters, um, COVID, for example, um, and certain laws in our state. And so there's a lot of ways to unpackage these concepts, but the basic concept is that these people have such limited means, they have such limited income, which affects everything, um, including the resources and safety nets available to them. Um, and that includes access to our justice system. So that's why our services are critical to them, their overall safety, and honestly, their ability to exist. Man, I really appreciate, Lori, that you are here. This That is all the time that we have for today. Tell me again, just how they can go and looking for you, Facebook and all the yes. you know, media. Tell us quickly. Every social media venue you can find, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, our website, legalaidofnebraska.org. You can find us in all of these spaces. You can also find us in your local communities when we're out and about doing outreach events um, and as we partner with community partners across the state. Lori Herdell, Executive Director of Legal ID of Nebraska. Thank you for coming and sharing your experiences and the great work the Legal ID of Nebraska is doing for our community. Thank you, Lori. Thank you.
This is Dinora Garcia, and it is always an honor to be with you. Thank you for listening to Chaos Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 FM Lincoln and KZUMHD Lincoln's Community Radio. For more information and to listen to this podcast, visit www.chaoscollectivelincoln.org. And remember that you can also sign up for our free community newsletter. You will know about opportunities and events that are happening in Lincoln. So remember to tune in next week for another edition of Chaos Collective Radio and keep listening to KCUM 89.3 Lincoln and KCUM HD. Coming up next, Democracy Now! Take care and have a great week. Adios. Adios.